0: Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching us this truth of oneness for eons so what you do to another person you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself and when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness there will be peace on earth today's show topic is in the Eye of the Storm, with Teza Lord. Teza is an author and artist, and she has written two amazing books. The first in t- book entitled, We Are One. It's a beautiful book of art and spirituality. It's, it's a beautiful book, We Are One. That's her first book, and she just um, published In the Eye of in the eye, using the capital letter I. In the eye, easing through life storms. And thank you, Tezza, so much for being with us today on Away oh, to Oneness Radio. Tezza. Oh, Caroline, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I, I'm like I said, I I just treasure your books. I love the artwork. You are an amazing artist, an amazing author. Please share your story, your journey with our listeners. Well, my
1: body is just tingling with electricity right now because this is my favorite thing in the whole world. I just love talking about consciousness, being awake, being aware, and and there are so many people now who are awakening, awakening, and it's like, it's, there's no stopping us. We have yes. reached the tipping point many years ago, I believe, okay. and when I, when I finally find other people, I call it our tribe, who, you know, we, we resound the notes, and we just, like, trumpets blowing, and then more and more people become awake because of the excitement yes. of the, this consciousness, because it's, True. There's yes. nothing to say that it's not true. And my experience has been since a child. I've I've felt it. I I yes. felt it with animals. I felt it with plants. I I had deja vu's of. Uh, Maybe it was past life stuff, I don't know, but I just felt so comfortable being in all different environments, whether it was in the (laughs) water or flying in dreams, holding bumblebees in my hands and feeling like I was connected to them Mm. and connected to everything. And it was only, you know, when the parents started saying, Well, what are you doing out there? You're going to get, you know, stung by the bumblebees and all that, (laughs) where I realized, as all children do, oh. You mean it's not really this dream that we have? So, of course, the parents and the society and and church and schools and rules and regulations made us behave. I I remember once going into a trance. I was raised as a Christian and I was making the sign of the cross and and I couldn't stop. It It was just the most amazing feeling to feel connected with that emblem of what it meant to be, what Christ went through and I was immersed in it. I was seven years old and the nun came up and whacked, hit me in the face. Wow. You have got to stop that. You are being a blasphemous. And I was, I, was, oh, I my was totally God. in the joy of what Christ consciousness is
0: at that moment. And yet I got ooh, whacked out of it. Oh my goodness. Well, I, well, I have to share something because I was the same age. I went to Catholic school. And I think I was six or seven. It was the first day of school, and I was I was always short, and I was in the for some reason I was sitting. Uh, they seated me in the back, but it was hard for me to see or hear what the teacher was saying up front. But she had just passed out new books, and I love books. I mean, I'm like six or it was it, I was either the first day of first grade or second grade I can't remember which but she just passed out the books and she said and and I didn't remember this till much later but she said do not open the books but (laughs) I was so excited and I was sitting in the back and I love new books and I just started I totally forgot I wasn't trying to be disobedient
2: right. I yeah. it was just
0: my excitement and I started looking through the book and she I saw her like like I said I'm way in the back and I you could see her coming with a ruler because this was back in the 60s where it was corporal punishment in school right. mm-hmm. and I saw her with a ruler in her hand and my mind was ooh, who is she gonna whack and she oh. she came right to me, took my hand, and smacked me and walked away. Didn't say a mm. word. She didn't mm-hmm. say, didn't I say don't open that book? Because mm. it took me I w I didn't know why she smacked me. I'm like, Yeah. And oh. and that is so
1: typical of, of the way society has put a damper on the oneness. That we really truly are yes of course we have to learn manners we have to learn to not brutalize each other and not to be greedy all those wonderful concepts but the magicalness of life has has really been taken away by a lot of society and so i think that we who are in this tribe of awakened people we have owned the magicalness because life itself is magical Yes. There's, by magical, I just mean it's just absolutely amazing, astounding. You, once you give your surrender to the fact that you don't have to control things, right. you can see the beauty even in chaos mm-hmm. or, or catastrophes. You can yes. see the beauty of them. The uh, yes. outcome is always going to be growth. It's always going to be taking us closer and closer and closer to our true self. Yes. And the people who are in such discomfort these days are the ones who want to control. That's a big theme of my book, by the way, yes. you're either, you're either in the control or be controlled area or you have spiritualized your life. Yes. It comes right down to
0: that. Yes. There's now really- I do, I really do. I love, uh, look in the I, and I love that we're using i uh, not the, the E-Y-E, but the I of, of us the inner eye. I. I love that and I really want to get into this but before we get into the book please share with our listeners a little bit of mm-hmm. you who you are, your journey and how did you get to this awaken place that we're we're at oh, right now. Oh my
1: goodness, what a journey <laughs> it has been because I have not been like so many people in today's tribe of awareness, there are teachers, there are leaders, there are they're, they have been on this path for so long. I went the opposite way because I had a lot of trauma in my life. I was—I'm a part of the Me Too movement. I had abuse done to me, and it shattered me. It shattered my trust. It shattered my ability to believe I was a good person. And uh, it happened at such a young age that I just went crushed inward. So, so my path has been about healing. Mostly. Let's heal ourselves first
0: before we heal the world. That's, Amen. It's a must.
1: That's Amen a must. all
0: women. We cannot, we cannot heal the world without healing ourselves. In truth, they're one in the same, but it starts from yes. healing ourselves. Yes. Yes.
1: So I was yes. a very injured child, and as a young woman, I became uh, very angry with society, I was uh, a young woman uh in the 60s when Vietnam was happening and I was a protester and very very angry and and I kept hearing love it or leave it so I said okay I'm leaving. <laughs> so I became I became a traveler. I went to the West Indies and I just wanted to live with simple native people in the jungle. I wanted to live with the plants because already I was drawing my first uh major probably role as an artist was to be a botanical illustrator
0: oh, and, wow. and
1: I, I, I did many beautiful studies of scientific plants for scientists and, uh, bot- botanists specifically. So I fell in love with plants, uh, because when you're drawing them, you become them. Yes. So, um, I went to the West Indies and I stayed there during the whole seventies mm-hmm. and I sailed and I lived in very, very, um, natural ways with no materialism. I mean, most of the places I didn't even have hot water. Mm-hmm. I had electricity and, and then along came hurricanes. My history is very tied with hurricanes. That's so true. in 1979, Hurricane David, it was the first major male hurricane in that year that they first started naming hurricanes after men. Before that was always girls. Mm-hmm. All the hurricanes before 79 were girls. Okay. Long comes David, which wiped out this little island I was living in, Dominica, mm. which got wiped out this year also. Oh, okay. Maria. Oh. Maria has devastated Dominica, my mm-hmm. beautiful island home. And I had to change my life. So my life has always been about like, okay, what has God or spirit or the divine sent me now? And when the hurricane came along and completely shut down my Uh, inter-island trading business Mm -hmm. of fruits and vegetables. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. I had to leave. So I went from the West Indies to Israel. And from Israel, I went to New York City to Mm -hmm. be an artist. So my, my spiritual journey has been about, first of all, let's adventure on the outside. I wanted to go places. I wanted to meet people. I love speaking languages. I love the culture of other worlds. Mm -hmm. And I just was obsessed with the outside adventure. And while I was in New York, I met my main teacher who really gave me that experience that's that's called the spontaneous awakening in in the yoga world because I'm a a longtime yoga practitioner. It's called Shaktipat. It's like you meet a person or you have an event and all of a sudden your Kundalini is awakened. And the kundalini is the desire to be one with all that is. That's the Sanskrit word. You know kundalini? You know that word? Yes, yes I do. Yes, yes. Yes, so the kundalini awakening happened to me and I was like, "Whoa! What just happened?" <laughs> Literally. <Right>. I was <laughs> Because I had been looking outside, 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 going from one country, going from one career and one extreme measure after the next and relationships and just a serial man eater, I I was told. (laughs)
0: Well, that's that's so true about so many people that, you know, so many are looking outside of themselves for a void that can only be filled by going with it. Yes. Instantly, when this
1: Shaktipat experience happened, my whole world opened up and I realized the adventure is inside. Now, this happened when I was 36. Okay. And it was the perfect age because I had already seen so much of the world and I realized there is nothing to compare to the love of the of the inward self, the journey deep inside. and And since then, it's just been... Deeper and deeper and more abundant love and more connectedness to what the journey is yes. And I, I just feel so blessed that I had that
0: experience Oh, wow, that is so and I really that is such a young that's really a young age 36 to have that awakening experience Wow. wow yeah i
1: feel, I feel it was a perfect age for me because I was also um an addiction- an addicted person. I had to deal with addictions because of the trauma that mm-hmm. happened early in life, so I immediately threw myself into recovery mm-hmm. twelve steps, which are so beautiful. The twelve yes. steps is like an entree into the spiritual world mm-hmm. and even though I had had a very a mystical beginning in, in my life. I mm-hmm. was so connected to those little bumblebees. Right. right. I had forgotten it all because yes. of the trauma, the trauma yes. that happened to me. Yes. So my journey really began when I put down addictions. Mm-hmm. The next, and took up the positive addiction of being so totally in love with spirit that it became my true love. My right.
0: True love. Yes. Yes! Wow! It's it's so. Pretty. And I, when you speak of the bumblebee, I think of that song, the children's song, and I used to, I loved to sing it when I was bringing home a baby bumblebee. Oh, I don't <laughs> know it. Sing oh, you don't. don't oh my it. goodness! I oh. used to sing it all the time. You know, it, it, it's actually it's well. I mean, okay, for me, I don't like to use the words good and bad, but there's it, it has, it has aspects of both spectrums. The light and the dark in the song in itself, but it's a children's song. Bringing home a babe, I can't sing. Bringing home a baby, bumblebee. Won't my mommy be so proud of me? Because I'm bringing home a baby, bumblebee. Ow! It stung me. oh I'm squishing up a baby bumblebee, (laughs) Well, my mommy, be so proud of me, because I'm squishing up a baby bumblebee, then it's like, yuck, my hands are a mess now, I'm wiping off a baby bumblebee, (laughs) so I'm like, you're bringing it home, then you're squishing it, and then you're wiping it off your hand, so (laughs) I just... I don't know where I learned it, but whenever I hear the term bumblebee, no, I think about that. <laughs> but and, it, yeah. and and for me, um, the aspects of good and bad um, are just labels that we put yes. on things. I totally it, agree. It's I all totally. one. It's all God. So yes. there. For me, there's high vibration, there's low vibration, you know. And I tried, for me, I like to resonate with a higher vibration. Um, Mm -hmm. And and understanding that anything of a lower vibration is still a part of me. It's just a mirror of me. So everything I look at as one so yeah absolutely absolutely
1: and and uh, uh, like take addiction for instance addiction is uh it can be good or bad you can like I'm totally addicted to doing my hatha yoga practice and it Mm -hmm. keeps me fit. and aren't Mm -hmm. I lucky that I got into it so young because it's no problem but then there's bad addictions like you know too many chocolate chip cookies or or whatever the thing is
0: what it is again i again for me i don't like to use the terms good or bad but for me it's that void we all like you you spoke of it earlier we are all trying to fill a void with mm-hmm. something on the outside, whether it be alcohol or drugs mm-hmm. or food, I know for me, it's food. <laughs> when I when I want to fill that void, I run to the refrigerator. You know yeah. so for me, it's food. but we all have um we those what we call addictions are just the the human consciousness trying to fill a void from the out outer world that can only be filled from within.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, today my addictions are of a high vibration yes. <laughs> in honor yes. of your preference. Yes. I, I, I don't make differentiation too much about those things, but right. I don't like wrong or right. I'm, I'm more upset about using wrong or right than good or bad because, Okay. um, you know, like there is no wrong. I mean, everything right. that happens happens because it's supposed to happen. I know exactly. that. Exactly. And sometimes so called bad things do happen to good people. <laughs> it does. Yes. 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 But, yes. but, but the, the fact that uh, some people could say, oh no, that's all wrong that, you know, certain things have happened, it happened. Exactly. And so. Acceptance of the divine energy that that we're in with this this flow this energy this connectedness it's it's something that can't be denied right. and and it goes to a very base level of trusting that gut feeling inside us that says do this don't mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. and that can't happen when we're in addiction that's mm-hmm. the truth yes when, when when we're in addiction active addiction Everything's all screwed up.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything's, you know, it's all just right, right, right. Different motivation. Exactly. Because when spirit is, like you said, in every moment, every now moment, spirit is trying to lead us and on our path. The, the Why we came, we all came here for a certain reason, for a purpose. And spirit is always guiding us to our soul's purpose. But when we are reaching outside of ourselves, which is that, Trying to fill that void by reaching outside of ourselves, or and we with alcohol, drugs, um, sex, uh, TV, Mm -hmm. violence—you know, whatever, whatever we try outside of us to—we can't hear spirit. Exactly, we we can't hear spirits guiding us. And
1: you know what? Interestingly enough, Caroline, I have met people on the spiritual path who have too much of that in their life. They're not mm. balanced. And, yes. and they, they say, oh, it doesn't matter about the human relation. Yes, it does. Yes. It matters about recognizing where we have to keep more balanced. And so it can happen even in the spiritual world, the so-called spiritual world, where people right. just, hey, I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I can do this and that and that and this mm-hmm. to
0: people because I'm so spiritual. But well, no, it in in a sense i'm sorry in a sense um, when we truly look at the truth of oneness the the physical and the spiritual are not separate so when people say oh i'm just spiritual and they don't want to deal with anything on the physical then they they are actually uh, negating part of the spiritual because the physical realm is a part of the spiritual realm. if there's no separation um actually the physical realm comes out of is a manifestation of the spiritual so it's all one so you can't separate yeah. the two
1: yes so tying that into like my story when I was very young I had scoliosis I still do but I mean I was crippled from scoliosis I couldn't walk I was in such pain and so of course tried everything nothing worked and at the age of 18 somebody said try yoga and Mm -hmm. I said oh yoga what's that so I got a book because they didn't even have yoga classes we're talking about 1967 okay 18 okay, uh, 1967 I was uh, 20 so that we're talking about like 65 but anyway I got a book and I taught myself how to do yoga and oh the pain went away Wow, I was just mind blown so right then and there I discovered my body is the temple of my spirit and if I can keep it so that it's not in pain it's not in distress the connection with spirit is so strong, so magnificent, because the body is not bothering the connection. And to me, that is the the real purpose of of doing, uh, you know, these modalities like yoga and whatever other people decide to do. That's not just calisthenics where you just are trying to get buff, but you're using mindfulness. So today, this is 50 years later, and and i have no pain except when i don't do my yoga <laughs> okay if, if 2 weeks goes by and i have not done a regular yoga routine which i do practically every day i am in such distress that i guess i have to be on the couch all day
0: wow that is so amazing i love mm-hmm. i love my, personally i love hot yoga and i try to go once a week and i say try to go once a week yeah. because um it, if it was closer I'd go more often. It's just that the nearest hot yoga studio is oh, uh, 30 minutes away. From well, Caroline, me. make one. I have one right in my backyard. I uh-huh. I turn up the heat. Uh-huh. I
1: make my hot yoga. I do 100 degrees minimum. Okay. okay. Yoga. okay. And it's, it's beautiful, but it's just a designated little place that okay. turn up the heat. And okay. I take myself the routine for, you know, the original hot yoga. We won't yes. mention his name because he's, okay. he's honored. Yeah. But yeah. – um, I do my yoga in the heat, except for when I'm teaching a class, then normal people like to have more. Conference.
0: Right. Right. Well, right. I, I fell in love with hot yoga this summer of 2015. And I do have regular yoga tapes that I do on occasion, but mm-hmm. the hot, the heat, this, you know, just in five minutes, I'm drenching. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Not everybody likes that, but I love it. Yes,
1: especially when it's cold winter outside.
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes. And the thing, the other thing I wanted to share, the only thing I had as far as an ailment was I used to get severe, I mean, so severe migraines that I would have to be in the bed sometimes for three days turn off the phone, shut the shades, no light. Uh I mean, it was severe, severe, severe. And I would Uh get them, they got worse and worse over a period of time, and then we'd get two or three a month. But -hmm. you know how I read that meditation and water. I started drinking more water Mm -hmm. and meditating, starting 15 minutes to 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. within two weeks Within two weeks, I cured myself of severe Mm -hmm. migraine headaches just by meditation and water. Mm -hmm. That's
1: beautiful. And that's the power that all of us have. And that really is the title of the book. That's what it means. I means that every single thing, whether it's migraines or being pissed off at the world or scared, Every single thing we have the antidote for within us, because that's where spirit resides, of course, and that's the macrocosm. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm. We have all the solutions within us. Yes. And so that's why we must concentrate on healing ourselves first before we get out there and become activists or, or uh, you know, saying that you have to do this or that to other people. Right. Right, right.
0: And, and for me there are no you have to or there are no shoulds there are no like you said there is no wrong there is no right and wrong because what works for one person may not work for another person and it's like you said, it comes from within and the, the, the what comes from within is uniquely you uniquely yours even though and that's the paradox of the oneness that we are each unique and divine aspect of the one, but that 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 beauty that that thing that resonates within you is going to be for you, and each of us has to follow that what resonates within within us. But also with the with the with the storm, with the eye of the storm, um, and we were talking about how things that happen so unexpectedly, and honestly, just this year, um, two dear friends of mines um, had very, very tragic things happen just this year. We're only in the 24th of January. So, oh. um, and to understand now, I understand cause I look at everything now from a spiritual perspective and I understand and I know that we are creating our own reality and whatever happens to us, no matter how it appears to be tragic on the outward on the outside, from the human consciousness we look Mm -hmm. at we like oh how horrible oh how tragic we from the soul level Mm -hmm. plan that we are creating that for our soul's evolution and I know it's very very hard for from our human conscious mind to grasp that but I do I just I kind of take every event and know that it's happening in perfect divine timing and also that soul created it for that soul's higher self created that event in their life for a higher purpose absolutely
1: so i have a question for you caroline okay did you, when you found out that these two friends had these crises or traumas did you go to talk to them and help uh, them analyze or just to Sense where the source might be coming from so that you might give them an
0: additional perspective Basically, I tried to stay very present because I know when I'm present um, It comes to me naturally what to say Um, Mm -hmm. So my focus was to really kind of be there as a comfort for Mm -hmm. them, you know, so I was more as a comfort Um, for me you you have to gauge where a person is, where they yeah. are awake, how mm-hmm. awake they are or how asleep they are. And I know one of them is very spiritual, but the just going through the tragedy, the traumas that she went through, I just wanted to be there as a support and listen, more so listen. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what, we don't listen very well in general. You know, we our busy minds. Uh-huh. It's going so fast that we're not, re- if, we're, if we're really deep in our mind, we're yes. not really listening to another person. So I really wanted to just be there as a support and a, someone to listen. And I knew if I stayed, if I stayed conscious in the, mm-hmm. the present moment, that would radiate without words, That would, yes. that energy would radiate to her
1: yes and and that peacefulness, that centeredness that you're talking about it it's transmitted subliminally. Yes. Your friends don't even have to hear that that's what you're doing you They pick up on the energy of you being grounded and you feeling that the comfort is what they need more than oh, let's talk about it yes, really, that's yes. a beautiful thing and so breath it brings me to one of my favorite subjects, breath, which is the theme also of, of this book I've written because everything begins with breath and everything ends with breath. Yes. So as soon as we become become attuned to our breath through the consciousness of shifting from that talking monkey mind into the peacefulness that breath gives us, I just found out the other day the scientific explanation of it, it shuts off the amygdala, mm-hmm. which is that part of our brain that's the fright or flight, um, fight or flight. Right. Uh, the, the, the old animal brain they call it the primitive brain left over from when we were very you know unevolved mm-hmm. and it's I think that's so fascinating because as a yoga person I always begin with breath and students who don't know about breathing they get really high from it I mean they'll see sparkles in their mind and they'll think that they're on some drug or something and it's oxygen yes <laughs> It's oxygen. <laughs> oxygen is just an amazing thing when you allow every single cell to fill with it instead of yes. cutting it off which yes. fear does fear clamps us down. So, so sometimes true. when I'm in distress I just really I press my third eye to remember okay I'm shifting gears mm-hmm. and I just start slowing down my breath and centering on the importance of going within, rather than trying to solve things, find answers. And sometimes, like you said, it's about letting go yes. of having to have answers. Exactly. Yes. And just be a comfort. That's so yes. beautiful. I wish, yes. I want to be your friend, and I'm going to be your friend from yes. now on, because that's that's the best kind of friend you
0: can yes. ever have. <laughs> well, definitely, 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 you you know, we. <laughs> you yes. are my sister we are on the same page and yes we will definitely stay connected you're in the east coast i think i am i'm in
1: saint augustine florida a beautiful oh, okay
0: east side right. town okay so we i want to get warm no wonder you say you can create i can't create a hot yoga studio in my backyard <laughs> in florida Okay. Oh no, I
1: have I have a separate little shack. Oh, it, it's actually okay. a shack. I call it the Santosha shack. Santosha means contentment. Okay. In, in Sanskrit, it's one of the principles of yoga. When you okay. when you when you live by the principles of yoga, you're actually obliged to cultivate contentment. It's one okay. of the one of the high principles. Yes. As honesty and integrity and all those things are yes. But contentment, even starting with, you know, having a little smile smile, yes. so if you see somebody in yoga class who's going they're, they're not they don't get it
0: <laughs> yes. oh, I that's funny i had a comment once to one of my uh, shows on youtube and someone said you laugh too much like, what? i say i take that as the greatest compliment <laughs> that's
1: so funny yes
0: you're yes. too happy
1: a person what's wrong with you <laughs> okay right. I've known people like that too. But most of them, if they really get honest with themselves, they'll say, so why? Mm. What makes you so happy? Don't want to know why. Yes. Yes. People are curious. They are curious.
0: Yes, and I, I do try to make it a habit to always smile. Everyone I pass, even if I, I try to say, like if I'm in the grocery store, I try to say hi to everyone I pass, but sometimes if I don't even get a chance to say hello, I smile. When they look in my direction, I always smile.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, So yes. I lived in the West Indies for 10 years, and wow. every single person, when you greet them, they say good afternoon, good mm-hmm. evening, good yes. morning, Yes. Single person in in the country I lived in, Dominica, yes. uh, because it's a very very like uh, simple place, and nobody's there to to become rich or famous. They're there right. to raise their chickens and raise their children, and to have a good life. When yes. when things are basic like that. So I moved from Dominica first. I went to Israel, then I went to New York, mm-hmm. and I tried saying hello to everybody, and you know, in New York City. Yeah. Like, People thought I was a crazy lady. First of all, yes, they and, will. And I, yes. and I realized that that was intruding because people in the cities they walk around with these little blinders, blinders, yes. so that they don't yes. intrude into anybody's space, and nobody right. wants to have a stranger look at them in the eye. Right, in these cities, because because we are an overcrowded planet, mm-hmm. and people have become suspicious because. Mm. Sometimes it's hard for people to feel that we are just a big blended family. Mm-hmm. My sister, he's my brother. We're yeah. all connected. Some people really don't trust that. They right. think there's ulterior motives. Right. And uh, I had to unlearn my friendliness, my happiness when I moved to New York City. Ah. And, and it was very hard. when I was uh, in my 30s at that time, of 35. I had not yet had my spiritual awakening when I first right. went. Right. And I would rush to my apartment, close the door and just burst into tears Aww. because I had to be so unnaturally refined and right. and and restricted because right. my natural state is to be more childlike and yes. to love someone. Yes. And and it really, if people could be more childlike, they would be happier Yes, if they could, if they could forget about all the things that have happened. Yes. And, yes. and that's... Yes. I don't know. I think people who go into senility, sometimes they're blessed because mm. you see older people yes. happy Yes. after mm. lives of being stressed and worried. Yes. And, um, you know, maybe that's their reward for being good people. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think, like you said, I do believe that we are as humanity Awakening one at a time, and mm-hmm. I know now for me, I think of people, uh, those that because I there are those are those are those that are conscious an awakening in different stages of awakening and there's those that are very much still asleep to who they really are and our connectedness and our oneness and there's no judgment but and when I think of people that are asleep I think of them as a sleeping baby you know picture a baby just sleeping you know Mm -hmm. all you can do is love it you know love just love that person you know um and just share love and light just send them love and light as they sleep. But we know that time is not how, is time is not linear in, in, in spirit, which we are. It's there is no time. So in time, they will awaken. Everyone will. So we just, you know, send them love and light, and there's no judgment. I think that's the biggest thing for me that I, I cling on to with oneness is no judgment, no matter. Where you are in your journey, where you are, you are still a divine aspect of God creating your reality for your highest good and the highest good of all. Because Absolutely. when we when we are living our truth, we are create and um, it's, it's we are affecting the whole. So by by doing what we came here to do. Following our passion, following our purpose, we are doing that for the whole. I love Rumi, Rumi's quote. Yeah. Rumi, Rumi's quote is, "You're not a drop in the ocean; you are the ocean in a drop." It's so. Yes. 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 Ooh, I love, that. I love Rumi too. Yes, 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 yes. Yes,
1: yes. go within yes. and roam in your own heart. That That is where the true adventure is. Yes. So so the point about some people being not as aware or accepting, that's also another word that's easier for people to understand because acceptance is so much a part of, of understanding that this is the flow of consciousness yes. and to not always be needing to be in control right. or the other side of it to have somebody else control them. Right. Exactly. You know, there's the, people who are in varying stages of, of, of realizing that acceptance is the state of true fulfillment and spiritual. They, there's so much a catalyst of change for the world to transform mm-hmm. because we are in this state of transformation. Yes. we are becoming more aware like i've been aware since the 70s right. that the environment is in dire need of our help and yet there's been denial and there's been oh ho hum we don't really need that we need to buy bye bye during the 80s and then in the 90s people started to like you know say whoa something else is going on and now of course it's crucial mm-hmm. and it's, it's almost like you you're, you're you, if, you're, if you don't believe that the world needs help, there's something going on with your consciousness about understanding. Exactly. So what I'm saying is even the so-called people who are asleep are great catalysts for change. Because exactly. If everybody was awake, we would, we would not really be on planet Earth. We would be in paradise right and, and, and it's just it's just like owning the dark side of ourselves we always have to have that drama the, the yin and the yang there's a great teacher in life who who calls uh, the whole experience of life the play of consciousness yes so why did god design death of little kids why did mm. why does god allow wars why does god mm. allow dictators and and terrible people in power because of this play, because of this yeah. drama that we get to enact and we get right. involved in. Right. Otherwise, it,
0: it, this this is what planet Earth is supposed to be. Right. About. And We, we are w-
1: going through this together.
0: Yes, and we write the role for us. So we write the script. It is that play. I love that Shakespeare called it a play. All of the... All of the world is a stage. I think that that was Shakespeare's quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a play, a movie, a drama, its and we write the role for us before we come into this play. We're like, okay, you are the actor, you're the director, you're the script writer, you're the producer of your own portion of that play. So when I, I for me, I find that so freeing to know that everything happens that I have orchestrated from a higher, my God, my divine consciousness, you know, that knows all, that knows all of the lives I live, knows why I came into this particular, you know, my human consciousness doesn't have all that information, but that's okay, because I know that my higher self does and and long as I'm following, going within, following mm-hmm. what Higher self is leading me from within. I know it's all good. You know, that's why I love meditation so much. Because, oh, God, I started meditating
1: when I was uh, also, you know, pretty young when I started doing uh, hatha yoga. Mm -hmm. And the more I meditate, I trust, I absolutely trust anything that comes up. Like sometimes I won't be asking a question. I'll just be meditating. And it'll be like a billboard comes up saying, do this. Mm-hmm. Turn right or turn left. And, and and I'll I'll be astounded. I'll say, Well, where did that come from? Right. Those signs of the subconscious, like the way we have in dreams also. Yes. It can happen as strongly in dreams and we are supposed to pay attention to Exactly. Our- and our signs exactly. yes. and and whenever i have a dream like a, a friend the other night was asking me what do you do about these terrible dreams i have these terrible dreams not me but this other friend and i said well when that has happened to me in the past i exercise the right to to do what they call lucid dreaming i go mm-hmm. back and i rewrite the script and right. i'll just say let's try another ending mm-hmm. it's like that book life of Pi. i love life of Pi, and uh, you know, the, the one that won the Academy Award. At the end of that book, there's several endings. And oh. a lot of people who read this book say, well, what do you think that's about? I said, that's life. That if is. we don't like the way one ending comes, let's rewrite it. Let's just make a choice and change our life right here. Like the way we do when we wake up from a bad dream and we say, no, I didn't like the fact that I was being murdered. You don't have to accept that in your dream life. You no. can you go back to sleep. You can say, I'm going to start it right where where it starts getting weird. And I'm going to make it turn into, I'm rescued. Right. Where I become yeah. the hero myself. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, that's so beautiful because I do think of this experience that we're having uh, as mm. just another dream, you know, and I believe, my belief is when we transition, because there's no No death, there's only life. When we transition back into spirit, we're gonna the first thing we're gonna like say is, Oh, that was just a dream. You know, I truly believe that. And we do in every now moment have a chance to rewrite the ending in every now moment.
1: Yes. Yes. Actually, that's a very high principle that you just said of the yogic philosophy, that all of this is Maya. Yes, all of this that we call reality is the truth. Yes. Yes. And the true the true reality is that connection where where we're one with the spirit and we're one with the energy of the divine and and all this stuff that happens is just so transitory.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. It doesn't matter how it works out.
0: It really does and in truth also in truth because it's all happening now, all endings are happening on because it's vibrational all endings are happening everything that can happen can happen is happening on a different vibrational level so it's where you vibrate is what you're going to experience and what you said about you knocked on knocked on the table which is great because this was one of my awakening moments in seventh grade when Mm. um, my science teacher said to us we were studying molecules and atoms and he said, nothing is truly solid. And when he said that, my, something inside woke up. And I'm like, part of me, my human consciousness is say, what do you mean nothing? This table is solid. You put this table under a high-powered microscope, what do you see? Mm-hmm. These, okay. moving, these moving particles that don't even touch. Mm. So, nothing, so it, science has already proven that we're in a dream. That's so, that's
1: so fascinating, isn't it? It's just magnificent the way science, I've always been a science freak. I love, I I, I love all the sciences, psychology and astrology and uh, uh, cosmology and all the quantum physics and everything. It's just, it's, and Einstein was really, uh, you know, of course he was the most brilliant of his day, but some of his truisms are so close to what you hear from great spiritual teachers, like even like Rumi. Yes. Einstein was definitely an evolved being. I mean, yes. he did not do so well in certain aspects of his personal life, which was, you know, it's a mm-hmm. challenge. Right. But he right. did really well in mm-hmm. other aspects. He was a very evolved um, so, <clears throat> thinker. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. he was. Yes, and that's my, my awakening was quantum physics. My ah. awakening, yes, my awakening to oneness came from uh-huh. what the bleep. I don't know if you ever saw what the bleep. (laughs) And there was one sentence that Lynn McTaggart said was the biggest problem in the world today Mm -hmm. is the illusion of separateness. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, again, there was an awakening inside of me and I Mm -hmm. understood the oneness of all things. There is no separation. That separation is just an illusion, but we are it's just all interconnected. It's all this big, beautiful tapestry. Mm-hmm. And it is. And to us, sometimes it looks chaotic. But it is truly, when you step back, it's truly a beautiful tapestry. Mm-hmm. And everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. And it is a play. It is, a, it is that drama, that play, that movie. I like to say, I like to call it a holographic multi-dimensional movie Uh that's what that's what we're we're embarking on right now of our own creation right multi-dimensional movie of our own creation
1: Wow, that's that's heavy. I, I basically keep it simple. I call it conscious.
0: <laughs> Why? Well, I I, always, I love to say I keep it simple too. <laughs> I,
1: I, I know because holographic. I know I've seen uh, some holograms that are just like, you know, they're astounding, and yes. they're complex. And to me, the, the people who resist, for instance, oneness and unity consciousness and all that, they're the ones who they have to have proof right in front of them. They have to see the microscope showing that this desk is not really just a solid block of whatever. Wood.
0: Exactly. Yes. yes.
1: Because yes. That for them to get into the conceptualness of that, they would need an electron microscope.
0: Right. just
1: <laughs> an ordinary one. Exactly. And, and um, I guess I've been blessed because early in my life, because I was working with botanists and mm-hmm. earth scientists, and I actually... Had a lot of in-depth experiences with electron microscopes, and seeing the miracle of of this of this creation, I mean, it's just as an artist. I mean, there's no point in even trying to duplicate it. Yes. It's like yes. it's almost like how how can I be so presumptuous to think that I could create anything that could come close to what this creation is in its magnificence. And it's unity, but also it's simplicity. Yes. And so to me, consciousness is is like um the way I prefer to think about the the wholeness of the the possibilities. Because also I know I, <laughs> we're getting into some really wacky stuff here, but nah, very... I did I when I was a teenager, I happened to see a fleet of UFO people. I mean not people, but the ships. Oh, wow. And and my mother and father also had this experience a different one
2: right. so
1: so it's always been something in in my uh, awareness that we are not alone yes. and that we when we're talking about possibilities it's not just contained with what we know on earth right, exactly. so when we start thinking about the possibilities as we expand our our, our neighborhood yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know hologram i mean it, it's almost like it goes beyond anything that we could even like define exactly and but but to me consciousness is cellular mm-hmm. and when i think of myself i think of of a of, i'm a cell within the body of god i love that and god is consciousness i know exactly. some people have other meanings for it but
0: Mm, no I love that I love it's a that.
1: beautiful word for consciousness
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and so if I'm a little tiny cell and you're a little tiny cell and within us we have billions of cells yes so here we are one tiny little cell and you being a little cell and everybody who's looking is a little tiny cell
0: right then
1: we start looking around we're in the body of this consciousness. Un- undefinable right. consciousness and. Yes. And I, because I've been meditating for so long, I I truly believe we're all psychic.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. All
1: capable of an amazing gifts that get really, uh, they come to the surface the more we meditate. Because uh, like when we do meditation, it's almost like we're pumping our muscles. We Mm -hmm. we have these psychic muscles that get strong, just like the biceps too and the more we meditate the more we embrace that oneness consciousness yes. we become very very sensitive to each other's needs to each other's intent yes. you know also embracing the loveliness of people but also protecting ourselves from those who are sucking us mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and we
1: don't need to go into those negative right. subjects because right. they're right. they abound don't they
0: Right, right. But now, just like you use, and I use that metaphor all the time, that we are cells in the body of God. Um, but just like you use that metaphor that we are a tiny cell, which we are. Take the Rumi quote: "You're not just a cell in the body of God; you are all of God mm-hmm. in a cell." Mm-hmm. See, that's that's where I think. A lot of people, even those that are awakening, misunderstand because they think of themselves as just a tiny cell.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: in mm-hmm. that cell is all that God is. Just like Rumi said, you're not a drop in the ocean. You're the ocean in a drop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the whole that's the holographicness of it. So every cause you could take any cell. We have billions of cells. We can take Anybody can take a tiny, tiny microscopic microscopic cell from me and grow another me because mm-hmm. all of me is in that cell. So yes. all of us, even though we are tiny cells of God, but we we encompass all that God is.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I, I agree 100%. And it is such a, an amazing thing to share that with another human being and yes. can you just imagine what life would be if we sat down with a stranger like we were strangers up until today yes. and have this amazing talk because we're, we're exactly in the same plane of consciousness and we've yes. bypassed all the bs yes. that everybody gets so hung up about yes. and we've gone to this place that is the true meaning of our existence yes because we're living it right and we're not just saying oh god i got it we're we're sharing it we're sharing it because everybody everybody can can sense this also and i truly think that meditation is the key though i mean it's it can't be analyzed it can't yes movies help and teachers help and to be in the right tribe rather than the wrong tribe um, It helps. It Mm -hmm. it definitely helps to be surrounded, but to have that experience where you're actually deep in the eye Mm -hmm. of the hurricane yes like the the title of the book—that's what it's all about: to be inside that oneness, to accept it, where there is no, there is no explanation, there is no word, there is no analyzing. Exactly, a sense.
0: Yes. It's just so true. I always say, I always say truth does not come from a book, from a teacher, from a guru, from a class. Truth does not come from outside of us. It comes from within. So I always say, I always say I don't call myself a teacher. And the mission of this show is to inspire, inspire another to go within and tap into that truth that is within them. Because it yes. does come. That truth comes from within. So mm-hmm. very, very sure. And you used to you said BS, but I had another guess. Her <laughs> her term for BS was belief system. Was oh yeah, yeah. A, now I'm trying to remember was it a he <laughs> yeah. or a she, but that was BS <laughs> yeah. meant belief system we're yeah. not like that is great that yeah. Is, yeah yes yes yes
1: because yes, my belief system could uh, could really obstruct another person's uh being able to reach their own truth right. where they right. are one right. with the the consciousness that we're talking about exactly and, and that's why words are tricky you know yes. as, as a visual artist and as a, a literary writing artist mm-hmm. I like myself as a literary writing artist rather than just blah blah blah.
2: Right.
1: I mean words are so sacred. It's it's another aspect of yoga yes. that, that's why I love studying yoga so much. We call it the matrika Shakti. Mm. Words have such power mm. that people just don't realize. I mean it's so true. I mean, like even profanity, when we don't have to use it, it really just brings down the energy energy
0: and vibration. Everything, like you said, words have power. Everything actually has vibration. Everything. Um, And so those words have vibration. So, um, so true. And when I hear someone say, I am, and have something. A negative connotation or a low vibration. I, you know, low vibration connotation. Like I am, you know. But I say, if you're gonna use the words I am, they're creative to the universe. Mm-hmm. So when you use those words, they're very powerful. I am are very powerful words. You want to say I am wise. I am beautiful. I am. You want to use. A high vibration mm-hmm. word after that, I am, not a low vibration mm-hmm. word. And every time I hear someone use I am and a low vibration word, mm-hmm. I, I have to say something. I have to say, your words have power. Yes. So you please, with, that, with those two words in front, I am, please try to mm-hmm. have it be something of a higher mm-hmm. vibration after I am
1: and that's good that's good that you draw people's attention to that because you're a facilitator you you are somebody who introduces people to this way of thinking and i know there's a lot of people who are so hungry that's why i do what i do that's why yes. you do what you do because we could just face it we could just sit back and say hey we got it <laughs> and now we can have a happy life you know we can just go to the movies and whatever but but right. people, people who are uh, filled with the joy of being right. tuned, right. they want to spread it because right. it's it's also time. I mean, our our world needs to be awakened. Yes. There are some crucial things going on that if we don't go out and say, "Hey, wake up," right. then there there could be some crossroads. You know, yes. it's a challenging time. Yes, and yes. Um, like for instance, the the Bhagavad Gita, which is. A, you know, the iconic book of, of scripture in the yoga world,
2: mm-hmm. in,
1: in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a war going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord Krishna is, who's a divine being is saying to his student, Arjuna, you have to go to war. You must kill evil. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I, when I really studied that scripture, that's when I really understood what's going on with this age of terrorism that mm-hmm. we've
2: had
1: mm-hmm. When we first had 9-11, mm-hmm. of course, the world changed. Right. That was the pivotal point. Right. And there's no more time for being oh, asleep. There right. isn't. We have to be awake. Mm-hmm. And we have, to, we have to stand up for what's right. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. good enough anymore to say, hey, you know, I've worked hard. I'm finally at a happy place. Goodbye,
0: everybody. I hope you make it. Well, the thing, I, the thing <laughs> I've discovered, and I think I've discovered this with many like you and myself, once I was awakened to the truth of oneness, you, the first thing you want to do is share it with others. It, it, and I find that with everybody who has truly, because first of all, you know, the other is a part of you. So if mm-hmm. your heart does not, if you, the first thing when you're truly awakened, you want to share it with others because you want us all to awaken. And there is, I do envision a world of unity consciousness here on earth. You know, I can't tell you the year, you know, it's going to come about, but I do see Mm -hmm. that coming a world. And I think that's step one to a higher, um, higher evolution for humanity is unity consciousness. I've already renamed our species. Yes. This is something I am so sure
1: of also, Caroline, that we're supposedly homo sapiens right now. Right. I predict we are evolving to homo spiritus. Okay. All right. because I feel that it's happening it's about evolution yes. Yes. and if, if you see that nothing goes backwards, everything right. going forwards in evolution Right. and the people who resist the fact that this is about spirit here right. they're the ones who are going to be or already are really unhappy and some of them unfortunately are going heavily into addiction, taking a lot of Prozac, and a lot of Xanax and a mm-hmm. lot of booze and they're just falling off to the wayside Mm-hmm. and And the real people who are connected to what's happening in this evolutionary movement are embracing the spirit right. so i have even renamed our race whenever anybody well,
0: to be asked what what's so cute <laughs> is um <laughs> what's so cute I, I I don't know have you ever heard of barbara Marx Hubbard yeah, oh yes Yes. Well, she she also her. she also has renamed the the next uh, our evolution our our speech sees evolution, and I want to say it correctly, but it's it's Homo Universalis.
2: Oh, That's okay.
0: the name that she has, mm. um, and I I work uh-huh. closely with Barbara because I work with humanities team, and so oh, that's how I'm, I'm aware of that's her. Beautiful. Yes, <laughs> Homo Homo Universalis. So that's yes, where she that's, says we are evolving too.
1: Yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. let you know, and so, you know, just for anybody who is feeling, oh gosh, I really wish I could feel this way, but I don't know. You know, some people doubt. The mm-hmm. real proof of the pudding is to dive in. Just mm-hmm. like if you're learning to swim, you right. can't think about it. You can't sit around and talk about it. Somebody has to push you into the pool and you start swimming. Right. And so, if we're dealing with consciousness, people have to explore their consciousness. They have to learn to shut off the rack a rack a of their ego oriented mind and go into that place that I, I always envision it's plugged into divine mind, universal mm-hmm. mind. Like it's almost like you take your fingers and put them into the socket, and your brain just becomes non thinking. And yes. your brain goes into the place of the immersion. Of the oneness that we're talking about, yes, and yes. it is a matter of somebody saying, "Wow, I really want to experience that." Well, if you're one of those, go find a meditation teacher, go get a meditation tape, yes. and start practicing, because it really yes. is about practicing. Yes, and, so and I know for myself, the more I meditate, it is so delicious.
2: Yes,
1: it is such an all-encompassing, wonderful experience that I have a hard time saying, okay, I'm ready to come back because I want to stay in that spot forever. <laughs> right.
0: No, I, I, I understand and I agree with you so much. It's uh, the breath, going to the breath, deep breathing. For me, I try to find time to meditate, but if I don't, what I do throughout the day, I, I will take a good five minutes just to work on deep breathing and clearing my yeah. mind you know, yeah. and I try to do that. I, I like maybe once an hour or once every other hour, take five minutes to really, cause it's, to me, it's being, being present, staying focused in the now and allowing spirit to work through me. And I know that I have, my breath is important. Clearing my mind is important and, and just being present in the now for me, you know? And I always say to people, and I say for me, because I, I don't know, because I know people that will tell me, I can't meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I have people that tell me that all the time. So I'm yeah. like, well, what works for you? And I know someone, she she said she can't meditate, but she loves to sew. You know, that's her, that's her mm-hmm. passion. I said, okay, so get in your sewing room and mm-hmm. sew and put on some quiet music. And that's mm-hmm. what, whatever gets you to that stage you know so if uh, if listening to quiet music and and sewing gets you there then then do that whatever really works yes yeah
1: it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get to that place where you turn off like turn the tv off don't watch news just take the time that you would ordinarily watch news and go within and be quiet and the other day i i read there are even apps these days for breath work yes there and are of course there are meditation uh, apps yes. and i find yes. that so cool because there yes. are so many people especially young people addicted to their phones yes. if they don't have this tether to their phone they feel very insecure yes. and so the modern world is is catching up with the yes. ancient spiritual world that is <laughs> true you very just true. push an app and the app will remind you breathe Yes. be conscious of your
0: breath I love it that's great that is awesome very very true yes modern technology is definitely step um is you can see it I saw um a cover of time it was a time magazine cover that focused on mindfulness so yes I, see, I saw that yes I saw things like that yes mm-hmm so so true so will you please share with our listeners how they can find you and follow you oh well
1: i'm i'm all over the place i'm yes. i'm a social media i just uh, I, I call myself a spiritual activist so yes. i post on facebook twitter instagram linkedin i have my website tezalord and it's spelled t e z a l o r d just with one z mm-hmm. dot com And of course I'm on Amazon with the books. Right. I just got an audible out. I narrated it myself.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, a lot of people just like to listen to books. So that was a fun thing to do. Yes,
0: yes. I love audible. I love audiobooks because I like when I'm in home when I'm home I like to multitask I mean I can wash dishes and listen I can do laundry and listen now when I'm out in nature sitting by the lake that's when I like to read yeah yes.
1: Uh-huh. So, and if you go to my website tesalord.com and sign on to my list I offer these beautiful little I call them mind stillers mm-hmm. which are little tiny audio clips to just tune into the breath and you can also go up to SoundCloud yes. and see what I've done there because I, I love offering these little tiny, uh, just a reminder yes. about oh. how easy it is to just go to that state within. Yes,
0: and, it's, yes. and that is so wonderful because it is so important you know, for us to find a way to get within whatever works best for you i always say that that is so amazing this has been (laughs) so wonderful and of course you and i are going to stay in touch oh yeah i I do actually want to go to um florida this summer so i'm definitely we're going to stay in touch and uh, if you're ever up north don't yell We're both born in Jersey. We we found that out in the the pre-show conversation that we're both Jersey girls. So if you ever come back up north, you know, the Poconos um that just, you're more you. than welcome to, okay. so yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to tell you I think this
1: is such a beautiful thing that you're offering the world and you're such a beautiful person Caroline oh and, thank and, you and yeah. I knew when I first discovered you because I'm always searching how can I be connected to other people I mean I just thought what well, your art is so big and so pure and oh. And, uh, you. and you're doing just such a wonderful job of inspiring other people. That's so important.
0: Well, thank you. And so <laughs> are you. You're such a shining light. Your books are amazing. Again, the first book right here is We Are One. And look at that beautiful art on the cover. We Are One. And the second book that just came out, In the Eye. Um, e- Ease,
1: Easing right? Through Life Storm.
0: Thank you. In it's the easy- Eye. It's Easy. the analogy of a yes. hurricane, a real hurricane comes. Yes, 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 yes. And you know what? So many, ah, I dropped your beautiful card. You sent me these beautiful cards. I know. Can everybody Oh, it's see? upside down. Oh. It's upside down. There you go. Sorry. There you go. These beautiful, <laughs> she's such a beautiful artist. I mean, I'm just, oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. much. Thank you for being with us. And we're definitely going to have you back. Yes. That'll be fun. Yes. yes. Thank you so Anytime, much. Anytime,
1: Caroline. I love you. I, I love, love everybody.
0: Yes. Love
1: is the weapon of mass illumination. Yes. Love yes. is
0: the love is the key. Love is the answer to any problem. Love Love is the (laughs) end. Unconditional love. Yes. Namaste, my sister. Namaste. Yes.